Well, welcome to this episode of Shoulder to Shoulder. I am Pam Marvin. And I'm Megan Silas. And we're talking about friendships, but today we're going to talk about something that's on everyone's mind, and that is those difficult relationships in the family during the holidays. We all have them. Yeah, it's definitely something that people, uh, as the holidays approach, and we're already past Thanksgiving, so sorry if you really needed this before Thanksgiving, but we're getting it to you in time for Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the anxiety level can actually start rising even before the holidays start because you're anticipating, you know, getting into these circumstances where, you know, sometimes it's difficult within families, uh, you know, you're getting a number of people coming together. And uh, you can have situations where you just know you're going to, you know, rub people the wrong way or they're going to rub you the wrong way. And there's going to be tensions. And it's just it's like every year you make you make these, uh, you know, sort of commitments this year. I'm not going to let it get to me. Right. And then it gets to you. Well, (laughs) Megan, the one thing I want to talk about is everyone has that one really annoying (laughs) family member, whether it's a crazy uncle or aunt, maybe, um, that is super annoying and you just like, oh, to be around them. So I really want to talk about how to approach being around someone that you find annoying. Now, Father Mike Schmitz would say, they are there to bless you because there's lots of room for growth and how you approach it. So certainly um, there's definitely managing that. managing that kind of the psyche, because I think it's interesting to just kind of dig in deep to, well, why is this person so annoying to you? Right. Because I think it's important to recognize that um, while you say there's always that one person that's really annoying, that person may be different for each person. Mm-hmm. And the reality is. You might be that person for somebody else. So you can't sure. like completely discount that possibility, right? Um, but it is important to try to understand why it is that someone rubs you the wrong way. And it's helpful to do that before you get into the circumstance. I mean, I think sometimes because when it's in families, these dynamics can be so long established that it, you just get to the point where you're like, well, it just is. Mm-hmm. It just is. That's just the way it is. It's the way it's always been. And But the reality is you've never actually examined the why. Yes. Because there is a why. There's mm-hmm. definitely a why as to, as to somebody rubbing you the wrong way. It might be a very superficial why, or it might be a really deep why that you need to get at in order to come to a deeper understanding of yourself. Right, Megan. I would also challenge us to see that there's probably somewhere wrapped up in all of that a sin of our own. Uh, maybe a sin of selfishness or unforgiveness of things like that. So um, this is a cause for self-reflection more than anything else and not just tolerance, so to speak. But how do we love that person, too, right. even though we need to look at ourselves and then love them the way Christ would want us to love them? Absolutely. So I would say, you know, as a way of preparing to go into the holidays, maybe ask yourself, okay, who are the one or two people that I really struggle with at the holidays? And then say, okay, what is it about the dynamics of our relationship that caused me so much difficulty? Really take the time to look at it. Is it the way they speak? Is it behavior issues? Is it the way you perceive they think about you? Is it the, you know, different views on certain topics that you can't seem to yeah, come to agreement that. on? Um, 
So like really look at it, examine right. it. And then when you do that, it's probably going to lead you in a number of different ways uh, regarding how you potentially could deal with it. Okay. Well, I'm going to use, I'm going to use real world or maybe not so real world, but what about that um, person in the family that seems over judgmental, very quick to judge you from a morality standpoint? Mm-hmm. Um, that's really tough. You know, you think you're doing a pretty good job, but they challenge you. Um, how would you do with that, Megan? I think the first thing that one has to consider when an issue like that arises is to ask yourself, okay, do I feel judged in a sense that it makes me feel uncomfortable that I'm not good enough. I'm not doing the right thing. So that it makes you feel less than, is that the problem? Does it, you know, kind of pique your conscience because you know that you're actually falling short in those areas and you just don't want it pointed out? Cause that's a different thing, right? Or do you just straight up disagree with their point of view and you think that their judgment is misplaced? Those are three different things. And to get at each of those, it to deal with it is a different thing, right? So say for the, the first example, right, where it's basically it makes you feel less than. It makes you feel devalued, their judgment, that, that this person feels like you're not doing things the way you're supposed to or, or that you're not good enough. Okay. Then you can ask yourself, well, how can I guard against that feeling? Because really in the end your response to that person has more to do with how you then see yourself than about even that person. Yes, for sure. Those feelings of unworthiness, those feelings of ineptitude or, or whatever, those are what you have to deal with. Because if you have confidence in yourself, if you feel no insecurity in those areas, you're just gonna be like, whatever, I know I'm good. You don't appreciate it. Fine, but I'm good. So then you can start examining yourself as far as why, why am I so susceptible to f- these feelings of inadequacy? And then, and then you can take that to the Lord in yes, prayer. And so okay. you can turn that into, well, how can I grow in my understanding of my own dignity and my own self-worth right. through the eyes of God instead of looking through the eyes of this person? Right. 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 And, and what I, what I like, to think about doing too in those instances is I take whatever's been said. Usually it's something a little jarring, right? So there's something that's been said that could potentially be hurtful um, to kind of like take it out and examine it from the standpoint of how God would want me to view it. Um, Lord, is this something that you want me to hear? Number one, is there something that I can do to be a better person and prove on this? Is it something that's legitimate here? Is this projection from that person? Maybe this is really on that person and not you at all. Mm-hmm. So there's like a moment where I like to say, Lord, if, if I have a sin here, reveal it to me. But if I do not, let me just let it float away. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a beautiful way, you know, because the second one where I said, um, you know, maybe their judgment is actually piquing your conscience yes. is a sense that God is using that person to bring something to light in your life that you, he wants you to face. And and let's be honest, if the same thing's coming up year after year and you're not facing it at all, you're not actually looking at it with honesty and he keeps bringing it to your attention through this person, he's wanting you to look at it. So just do it. 
Just right. look at it. Like if you're feeling, if you feel sheepish, convicted, guilty or whatever, look at that and ask yourself honestly, am I falling short in an area that God is calling me to hire? And if that's the case, then you'd focus then on asking for the grace to do that. And honestly, how beautiful would it be if you came to that understanding beforehand, mm-hmm. you get into that circumstance and then that person brings it to you and you are able to look at them and stop and say, you know, you have been bringing this topic to me many, many times over the years. And I want to apologize because I wasn't listening. I was just taking it personally. And the Lord has convicted me that it's an area that I need to work on. So if I could just ask for your mercy to maybe help me work on it Mm. by not being so harsh, I would really appreciate it. Like, can you imagine the change in the dynamic of that circumstance? If you could go into that circumstance with self-examined humility and then acknowledge that there was good. Powerful. So powerful. I just like I would love to see the face of right. that person who's just going to be like, uh. Exactly. So what <laughs> I hear you saying too, though, Megan, is you are going to manage an expectation. You're going into a situation that you've kind of had over and over again, and you're reflecting on it with the Lord, asking to reveal to yourself, uh, how can I be different in this instance? So I'm going to take that into kind of a little different avenue, but doing the same thing. Going in and praying before as a way of managing your expectation in a certain situation. So, for instance, maybe there's this one person that is utterly annoying to you. And when I say that, I mostly see that as my problem, honestly. That is my problem, that person, I find them so annoying. Well, why do I find them annoying? Why are they hitting on different aspects that just uh, irritate me or rub me wrong? I feel like I'm responsible for that. And so to pray about that before you get there, and again, like you're saying, like showing mercy. So I really think that responding to someone in love and mercy is like, look, we're all flawed people. We all have our stories, you know, and maybe you don't know a recent story that makes a person the way they are. But having that ability to have compassion and and love because you're the, they're together. God has put you them in that path, your path that day for them to bless you or for you to bless them. So yeah. anticipate it. Just anticipate the situations. Take it to prayer before you enter into this. Absolutely. And, and look for ways that you can learn from any circumstance, even in a you know, often the circumstances that are uncomfortable, the ones that we can learn the most from. Yes. And we can learn more about the people that are bothering us even that could maybe help us move beyond that. So say, for example, you've got somebody who um, annoys you because they talk about the same things over and over and over again. Like you hear the same things over and same over story, again. Over right. And, and you're over. just, yep. you're just sick to Guilty. death of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, maybe instead of just, putting on your fake smile and nodding and listening to the story and be like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, we're hearing this again. Maybe you could actually listen to it with new ears and try to find out something new about the person because of that story. Or maybe ask questions. Yeah. That's what I was about to say. Like, like listen to what they're saying. And then you can even acknowledge, you know, You share this story often, like it seems to be really important to you. What about this 
episode in your life or this thing that happened, like, is really meaningful to you or really like impacted you? How does it, you know, engage your life in a way so you can maybe go beyond just the superficial and try to get to a deeper knowledge of the person. And they may be so taken aback that you even took any interest whatsoever that they might be, you know, completely taken off guard by that, but they could also be profoundly touched that you actually listened and cared and it could change the dynamic, right? And then you might learn something about the person that you didn't know and come to a greater understanding of why they seem to go back to this story all the time. Like, say, for example, they were able to verbalize something like, well, you know, I think I bring it up so much because it's a time that I remember feeling really happy or right. really, really like people loved me or that I was accomplishing something that was meaningful. And so then you're, they're opening themselves up to the, to you then understanding that they don't experience that very often and they're longing for it and they want to revisit it. Right. Yeah. I have a, a very, very vivid um, story like that, that my dad likes to tell like very often in one year. And it's such a sweet story. Um, when I was 13 years old, I caught a bull red fish. Um, it was really huge. And he loves that story because that was one of his proudest moments as a dad. And, you know, instead of like kind of rolling my eyes at here comes the story again, I focused on his delight in telling the story because mm -hmm. he did delight in it, you mm -hmm. know. And that was very endearing to me. And I, I don't mind hearing this story over and over again, but what, a lot of other family members might. Of course, I was part of the story. Maybe that was what it was. But I still delight in that father who loved um, at this memory he had with his daughter, which is just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it, it just does. It gets beyond that. There's a superficial of here we go again. Right, right. To getting at the heart of a person. Well, you know, Megan, there's one other thing that I wanted to ask, because this, this is definitely part of me being too sensitive um, most of the time. I sometimes get uncomfortable because one person in the room is uncomfortable with another person in the room. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm the, the third right. person in this leg. I don't need to be worrying about their stuff, you know, and I know <laughs> that intellectually, but I'm, I'm, I'm such a peacekeeper by nature that I want everybody to keep the peace, want everybody to be happy, but just trying to let them have their own stuff and their own worries is really challenging for me. So got any tips for that? Well, I do think it gets to that question of expectation management yeah. again, right? To If you can say to yourself, I can't solve everybody's issues and it's okay to not have everybody just being lovey, 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 right? Like, I, I think as I was preparing for this program, I one of the phrases that came to mind was settling for civility. Yeah. You know, sometimes we want more than is possible in a situation. When we get together with family and friends, we want it to be a love fest. We do. We, we, I mean, who doesn't want like this beautiful unity, family, joy, joy love, mm, peace, gratitude. harmony. Yeah. All that great stuff. Like, yes, we want desire, that. Desire it, sure. But that's often just not possible with our, you know, human frailties, our fallenness, our woundedness and all that. It just isn't, isn't possible. So maybe if we could just set our sights on you know, civility, if we treat each other with dignity, even if we're not fawning all over each other and, you know, just mm -hmm. lovey-dovey, maybe that's enough 
for certain circumstances, you know, because in the end, family is who we got, like who God gave us. We didn't choose them. And so there are going to be um, times when there's just going to be things that we don't get along well. We don't see eye to eye on. We don't necessarily enjoy about another person. And that just exists. And we can't necessarily change that. So just maybe setting our expectations to be more reasonable, more realistic, can help us as we enter into those circumstances. Right. So, you know, as you're talking, it really some good imagery came to mind for me is when we are in that setting, number one, God is a good God of providence. He's put you in this family and at this time for a particular reason. And so I think he's calling us to love them in a new way, to see him in them. Because when you stare at, like for me with you, it's easy, Megan. But when (laughs) I look at you and I really see how Christ just dwells in your heart so greatly and it makes me just happy to be in your company. Well, not everyone in our family is exactly like that, but they are made in the image and likeness of God. And we need to remember how much God loves them and wants to pour out his love and mercy on them. And maybe, just maybe, we could be a conduit for that love and mercy. Absolutely. That is a goal for sure. Yeah. Now, the reality is also, though, that some people are just going to rub you the wrong way. Like, there's just something about it. You know, just as there is in relationships so much a resonance, you know, where it's like, oh, the joy of being together, you know, you and me, we can have these beautiful conversations and it, and it's, you know, we see eye to eye and it's joyful, but some people, you're just never going to have that. And there's something there that just doesn't click. Right. So when you have spirit experiences like that, you've got a choice about how you're going to respond to that. You can't necessarily choose not to be annoyed or not to be frustrated or not to have difficult feelings towards the other person that just rise up out of you know, perhaps just your lack of your humanness, your humanness and your lack of complementarity. Like you just don't have, you're not a good fit, but what you can do with those emotions, you get to choose. So you can choose to linger on those, wallow in those, focus on the negativity and go down a path of getting more frustrated, more annoyed, you know, more wanting to either lash out or remove yourself from the situation completely. Or you can acknowledge, Lord, I know I'm going to struggle with this person. It, I understand that that is just so much a reality of our experience with each other. But I also know that in suffering, I have power, Absolutely. just as St. Paul tells mm-hmm. us, right? So I can accept the suffering of that it is to be in the presence of that person and offer it to you. For whatever, like, for example, one time I was going into a circumstance where I knew 100% there were going to be issues that were going to cause me to feel annoyed and frustrated with some of the people that I was going to be with. So during that period of time, when I was going into that circumstance, I also had a friend who was struggling with a health issue, like significantly, was really, really struggling So I decided to go into that circumstance and every time I felt annoyed or frustrated, I was going to offer that annoyance and frustration, that negative feeling, that suffering of that emotion to the Lord 
for my friend. Beautiful. So you know how the you know that old offer it up thing. Yes. Like, but I didn't just I didn't just generally say I'm going to offer it up. I with a specific intention. Every time I had one of those moments, Mm. I said, Lord, I offer this to you for the healing of my friend. And an amazing thing happened. I actually came to appreciate getting the opportunity to have it. Yes. But in doing so, it became less painful. Exactly. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. You know what I mean? So it's like... It was kind of a both and it didn't, it wasn't as painful while it was happening because I had somewhere to take it and I was able to receive it graciously without annoyance because I had a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. So that's how God works. If you it just is. let him in. I had a very similar experience to that too. Um, I have a, a great devotion to the Blessed Mother and after doing, you know, the consecration to her through thirty. 33 days at Morning Glory? 33 days, yeah. yeah. Um, I, whenever I was in, under some kind of um, intense, you know, pain of some sort, emotional pain or relationship pain, I would say, Mother, I just offer it for whatever grace you may want to to shower on the world today. And as soon as I would say those words, much like you, it just lessened it by more than half of the pain that I was experiencing at the time. So, Offering it to the Blessed Mother, to Jesus on the cross. Beautiful, beautiful opportunities. I think that really the theme of this whole thing is, you know, don't let it catch you off guard. Like really, you know, make a plan going in. Exactly. Pray. And one last thing before we're going to have to go pretty quick here um, is that one of the things that I think is a real issue as it relates to family is that we often revert to like childhood roles when we get into our family. Like I know that I've had the experience of going into, you know, my family of origin and all of a sudden the behaviors that I had when I was a 16 year old start resurfacing. Like I I feel and behave and stuff. Yeah. And it's annoying because I don't like it. Right. right? So (laughs) one of the things as we're, you know, encouraging y'all to be really mindful about yourself and who you are and the things that you struggle with as you go into those circumstances, remind yourself, I'm an adult now and I can respond like an adult. I can respond as a mature woman and not a 16 year old child. And God will give me the grace to do that if I ask for it and try to be aware of how you slip into patterns of behavior that really um, established themselves very early in your family life. Know that we know what those patterns are, teach yourself to identify them. And then when you feel yourself slipping into them, which are often the cause of the issues, remind yourself I am not a child. I'm an adult who is mature and can make mature decisions about how I'm going to behave in this circumstance and then decide and do the mature thing, the holy thing, the Christ-like thing. Right. I will add one little nuance thing that um, works for me pretty well is going into a situation where I know I'm going to be very uncomfortable for whatever reason. Maybe it's a hostile personality that's angry all the time. And to remind myself that just because I'm having a physical reaction to the discomfort that this person is playing, that is a fleeting emotion and it's okay, that feeling, that physical feeling, it's fleeting and it won't be there and it means nothing really. Yeah, Yeah. so you just call it out in that such a way that 
you know, this is going to make me uncomfortable, but it's just a phys- physical feeling that will be fleeting. Right. That's that's a good reminder. Yeah. Because our, our emotions can be felt so physically. Well, triggered, and, yeah. you know, especially when you're talking about family of origin, right. how often will you get triggered by this or that and anticipate, you know, you're going to get triggered by this and that, but look at it from the adult perspective and knowing that it may be just a physical reaction that's been so conditioned throughout your childhood and just call it out for what it really is. It's just an emotion or a feeling. And, but mentally we overcome it with our will, right? So much we do with virtue is through the act of the will. Absolutely. And also remind yourself that maybe the holidays aren't the time to solve all the problems that have existed in your relationships over years. Mm. You know, likely not. (laughs) It's probably not the time. So maybe that can also encourage you to try to address those relationships outside of holiday times in intentional ways so that when the holidays do come around, you can maybe have come to a place of peace and unity. And if not unity, at least civility. At least civility. So I think we'll end it on that note. And And forgiveness. We didn't talk about forgiveness with relationships, but oftentimes that's really at the heart and underlying some of the tension and uneasiness. Well, let's put that on our list for uh, a a show in the next round uh, to talk really going deep deep about about forgiveness forgiveness because forgiveness mm -hmm. is huge and it is a call from Christ. It's one of his, what I call Mm non-negotiables. So uh, we'll talk soon about uh, the concept of forgiveness and how that functions within relationships. But we hope that uh, you all have beautiful, holy uh, holidays uh, and that you have some very meaningful, Mm -hmm. beautiful experiences of sharing the love of Christ with each other in family celebrations. So thank you so much for joining us today, and we hope you'll tune in next time as we walk shoulder to shoulder. Until then, God bless.